everyone. Welcome to my show. Autumn is here. It's Francine Crawford, your host. And today we're going to speak to uh, Terrell Hicks Dawson. She is a caregiver to her mom and she wants to share her story in hopes that it'll help someone else and encourage someone else. So let's welcome her to our show. Welcome, Terrell. How are you? Hey, hi, everyone. I am good. I'm doing well. The best that I can do in these trying times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure that's every caregiver's story. <laughs> We're the best that we can be, despite. We're the best. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. So before we start talking about that, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am an actress. Um, I played in the movie A Bronx Tale and Ballet and Subway Stories and you can get you can you can Google me. You know, <laughs> you can Google me. <laughs> Terrell Hicks Dawson or Terrell Hicks. Um, but I've been in the entertainment business for a very, very long time since I was about um, 16. And I'm not going to give away my age, but I'm 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 running towards the middle life. Let's just put it that way. The okay. middle life. <laughs> That's good enough. And, um, right. Right. And um, I'm a wife and a mother of two wonderful boys. Well, one's a man. He's 20. Three and I have a thirteen-year-old. Same husband, guys. Same husband <laughs> with the gap. I know it's a gap, but same husband. His fault. <laughs> but no, my kids are a blessing to me. The thirteen-year-old keep me on my toes, and you know the almost fully, fully, fully grown. Because I feel like you're not really fully grown until you have all your responsibilities. When you have all of them, he's still a college student graduating this year. But I feel like you know he's not fully grown so he's still somewhat my baby you know (laughs) so but I love I love being a boy mom and you know and a man mom I should say I love it and um God has been good to me oh good awesome awesome yeah so I understand that you are a caregiver to your parent so how did how did that start how did it start and how long ago did it start okay well my mom Edna she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2016 Mm. and um, it started off small you know just forgetting little things or repeating that's when we started to notice okay maybe something is wrong and then we went and had her checked out and it turned out that um, it was a little more than just forgetting when she was asked certain questions like how many children do you have things that you know your parents should know mm-hmm. how many children do you have uh, what's your address or you know um, just you know common sense things and she couldn't answer them and so we were just like okay you know you know mom mom is ill because this is an illness and I don't think people understand that oh you know someone's memory is gone no when your memory leaves your body it affects your entire life and everyone around you mm-hmm. and um for my family that we had to make huge adjustments because my mom was pretty much our everything she was the backbone of our family you know our dad is our strength but our mother was the one that made the home that gave us advice that fixed everything that um she managed me for a really long time um and she was my best friend you know so to watch this disease um progress in her life and snatch her away month by month year by year into someone who um, to this day 
is unrecognizable to us because mm -hmm. the things that this disease has done to her brain are not things that my mom would do or how she would be or how she would talk or how she would think. So what I do want to say to people out there, you don't know when this could or may hit your family. Mm -hmm. um, it is something that is very, very um, big in the African-American community, I know, and we don't really talk about it a lot. Um, one thing for me and for my family, we didn't want to hide what she was going through um, because I know that they can do things that could be embarrassing. You don't, you know, there's a point where you can't really go out with them anymore because they're not, you know, they act like a two-year-old, but it's a grown person. So it's like, it's hard. It's hard. So you can't do the normal routine things, but what you can do is basically um, find out who they are in this disease and start mapping things out according to who you're dealing with. And that, that was the hugest adjustment for us because now we had to find out what does this woman like? Hmm. Um, you have to meet her where she's at. Exactly. Yep. Where, what are her habits now? Um, what is she doing all the time? And we pretty much just had to all reschedule our lives to, to fit what was going on with her and what is going on with her. Mm -hmm. And now um, I am a co-caregiver to my dad because, of course, that's his wife. So he's with her the most because, you know, he's with her all day, every day, for better or for worse. And he holds that title very well. So kudos to my dad for taking such good care of my mom. Um, mm -hmm. I also know for him it was an adjustment because he had to realize that this is no longer my wife. Although she is my wife, her spirit right now is just not what I'm used to as far as the person that I marry. So he had to learn how to let go of being a husband to becoming a, a husband slash caregiver. Okay. And so that is, a, that is an adjustment. They still live together. Yes, they okay. do. They still live together. Um, I would say this year, God has given us small favors. Um, and when I say that, it's the little things that count. Um, there was a time when she didn't know any of us, and she was very um, resistant to things, a little bit rebellious, didn't want to kind of listen to anything we said do. She didn't want us to wash her or bathe her or touch her or comb my hair. And, and we worked through that. And it, I'm not even going to lie. It was times that I said to myself, God, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, this is not my mother. This is breaking my heart. Um, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to care for her, you know, in this state. And of course that other voice said, nope, you got to put her in a home, put her in a home. She's not your mom anymore. She doesn't even know who you are. Put her in a home. And my dad, you know, we started talking about it a little bit and I was like, okay, well, he's not going to let that happen. So I need to just get myself together and equip myself for the journey. Mm -hmm. Pandemic happens. Mm -hmm. When I was going through like little options with him, well, dad, well, maybe we need to do this. Maybe we need to consider our weekend daycare because it was, it was just a lot. It was a lot. <laughs> 
and they're 80. They're in their 80s. So it, it was a lot. Um, and with me, you know, in my family being married, raising children, my career and everything that, that goes on in my life, it was just a lot. But then I just, you know, I, I, I would talk to God constantly. Give me strength, God. Give me strength. He's not moving on this. So if he's not moving, you know, he has the primary, you know, consent over her life. And I'm not going to leave them by themselves to or him by himself to deal with this, nor is my other siblings going to do the same thing. So we, we just decide, okay, we got to stick this out. Now I'm getting back to, I keep saying pandemic happened, <laughs> but pandemic happened and it shut everything down. And we were losing people left and right, homes and, and centers for, for care, for overnight care, and they were losing people. Mm-hmm. And it was a sad thing to watch. And I said, okay, God, if you give me the strength, I'm going to do all that I can to help my dad and make sure that my mom is taken care of the best way that we can provide for her mm-hmm. and throughout pandemic we planned schedules for her walks how she would eat how she would take her medicine how we would bathe her um despite the times that she didn't really feel like needing our help or wanting it mm-hmm. we ignored her pushed through and i can say pandemic has ended well not ended but you know we're out again so let's say we're out again and neither of them caught COVID the whole entire time this has been happening. So we we managed to keep her safe and away from that virus. She is vaccinated. So, you know, at least now if, if it was to come our way, she has what she needs to have. Um, and it's easier. Mm. It's a lighter journey. Okay. Um, we've mapped it down to a science. She's even comfortable now. Um, she trusts us. Okay. Not that she really knows who we are at all times, but she knows she belongs to us because the way we take care of her. So would you say that preparing, um, you know, at first, you know, it's hard and you don't know what you're going to get because with Alzheimer's, you can get something different every day, every week and things like that. But as you took the time and 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 thought about it and and said you know what especially after the pandemic your mindset kind of sw- switched to we're going to do this mm-hmm. you know wh- whatever it takes whatever you don't know what's going to happen but you whatever it takes you're going to do this and then you started thinking of ways to help her um to move through this easier so would you suggest to people like sometimes because sometimes you get caught up in it just doing things yeah. to fix what's happening at that moment instead of just sitting mm-hmm. back and saying, hey, this is happening. Nothing we can do about mm-hmm. this. This is happening. We're going to have to stick it out and work together. Mm-hmm. And then we're able to work together. So, you know, that that's something that, you know, people have to kind of sit back and do. It's hard. It's hard to do that. But, it's very hard. Yeah, It's very hard. But in me saying everything that I've just said, the the end is don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. I mean, I know everyone's not able to keep their loved one at home. And sometimes that you do have to put your parent in a place if it's just you and you have to work because this uh, uh, medical 
situations are not working out as far as insurance, paying for this and that, because it is also an expensive disease, and it's not covered really by, you know, our states. Some states cover it, but then, I, you know, Jersey is not a state that really gives a lot of support for um, mental mental illnesses, because this, to me, falls in the line of a mental situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't imagine people who are dealing with this alone, with no help, with just them and the parent that has this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I pray for people like that all the time, that God will make their load lighter, um, you know, lift the burden of everything that they have to endure. Because not only do they have to endure it, but it's not a disease that's fair. It's not fair. You know, it's it's not fair to the person that has to take care of the person with the disease. And it's not fair to the person that has it because they're, they are in such a state of confusion that it's just, it's so sad. It's just so sad sometimes. But whenever I feel like that, and I can speak for my dad as well, when, and my other family members, when we go through that, you know, I just start looking at pictures of my mom when she was well. I start looking at videos when she was well. I start, you know, just thinking in my head to redirect that sadness, that depression, because it's a disease that can make you very depressed, not just the person that has it, because they go through depression in it too, because they're so confused all the time. They just, you know, some of them tap out. And there was a time during pandemic a little bit, she tapped out. She stopped eating. She stopped doing certain things. And and we were just like, oh, no, 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 no. This this is not going to go down like this. We got to get her out of this funk and, you know, start doing things, you know, singing, playing music, dancing, whether she wants to get up and walk or not. No, you're, you're going to walk, lady. Come on, let's go. Let's go walk, you know, because they'll resist everything. But um, I just think it's really about making sure the person that's taking care of their loved one or just anyone that you keep your spirits up because when you keep your spirits up, it basically, it's like a, it's a covering for them. It shadows them and it gives them the sense that I'm in a safe space. Okay. Well, let let me ask you something because you seem like you you have your whole family is kind of like involved, which is great. You have that support Um, with your children while they're watching us and going through this. Is there anything that you notice with them? Are they um, they don't understand or they was well, it happened to started in 2016. So um, they were. So is it that is are you seeing anything where they're they're extra? Courses about you, you or afraid that maybe that will happen to you and your and their dad or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, my eldest son, he remembers her because he's twenty three, obviously. So he remembers all the things that she did for him. He knows all about the disease, and he's just you know he's grateful for the memories with her and. He's um, he's sensitive. He's sensitive to who she is now. And as far as me, you know, he he basically just like, Mom, you know, take care of yourself. You know, make sure you're, you're taking things for your brain. Make sure, you, you know, he'll say little things like that every now and then. Or he'll make a joke if, if I forget something, he'll go, oh, you're having an Edna moment. I'm like, no, stop it. Like, you know, we'll, we'll, we laugh about it sometimes. Right. 
Um, I pray this doesn't happen to me, and I'm doing things that, you know, I know that she didn't do to make sure that, you know, I keep my, my brain and my memory intact. <clears throat> One thing also my mom went through was she had a thyroid issue um, right before she got sick. And her sister had a thyroid issue as well. Um, both of them had choices to make as far as the medicines that they would take. Um, my mom opted to get some type of experimental thyroid nuclear drug. My aunt opted to get the surgery. I personally feel that once my mother had the thyroid issue and the Graves' disease, she took this medicine, and I think that this medicine really offset the mm. Alzheimer's. Mm. Then my aunt had the same issues as she did, had the operation, and she's fine. So, you know, I'm not, I can't say that for 100%, you know, that I'm 100% sure on that, but I do know that that's when the complications and the memory loss followed, you know, shortly after that. So um, I think, you know, now I know, okay, if I ever have any thyroid issues, you know, I don't want to take the nuclear medicine. I, I would probably get a surgery and have it removed um, because that's a natural healing process opposed to taking something and we don't really know what's in these things. Right. So wow. um, my youngest son, because I think I may have jumped, but my youngest son, um, he knows her a little bit. Um, and he's around her all the time mm. and he's just sensitive. He's just sensitive to who she, she is. Sometimes she gets on his nerves because she'll come and try to touch him and he's like, grandma, go back upstairs. <laughs> and she's like, who oh, you belong to little boy? You know who I am. My mom is your daughter. And I'm like, okay, Joe, well, she doesn't know that, but okay. But you know, he's, he's just being a kid. That is his grandmother with Alzheimer's. That's who she is. And he just, he deals with it. He deals with her. And yeah. she loves him and he loves her. Yeah. That's all. Well, my mom had Alzheimer's also. And um, that's okay. where he came, came from. Um, Autumn is here. And it was that I didn't expect it. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about the disease, first of all. And it was just me. So it yeah. was um, just very hard. And um, you know, you you try to do the best you can, but at first you kind of thinking that okay, you know, you can do this, you can work through it. Is you know, you don't know how bad it can get and how it affects you. So yeah, and I had um, my grandson; he was adorable with her. Like that's he knew her at that stage. So right. you know, and he was he was just adorable with her, always helping her, always you know, doing things for her. And it's, it was interesting; it was nice seeing that relationship because it didn't matter to him, <laughs> you know, that mm -hmm. was, was, but with Alzheimer's, it's very hard because you kind of grieve them before they go because they're not the same person. So it's, right. it's, it's really tough um, dealing with Alzheimer's. Um, did you get any support outside? Did you go to therapy? Did you get any kind of um, help, um, caregiver support group or anything like that? Well, I read a lot about it. Um, and I also have a page on Facebook called um, Living with A&D, um, Edna Hicks Story, um, and I'm able to talk to so many people who are going through the same thing. Um, of course, I get newsletters um, from the Alzheimer's Foundation, and um, I read a lot about, 
you know, just different things. But like you said, um, everyone is different with this. And so you really have to study your person to know who they are and work accordingly. And there is no real guidebook to that because you just don't know what, like you said, what you're going to deal with from day to day. But it is good to read, like I read about the sundowning and it helped me to understand her night habits, you know, um, just eating patterns and things that she should be eating more natural based foods opposed to chemical foods. So we really try to feed her a very balanced, nutritious meal. Okay. 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 Well, is there, um, Anything that you wished you would have known prior to this? Is there anything that you've experienced that you you learned through this that you can you know let the audience know? I really wish I would have known that it was going to hit us, but <laughs> but um, what can I, I? I mean, I don't. This thing, this thing comes into your life and it takes over. And I don't really think anyone could, can really prepare for it because you don't think it's going to happen to you. So what I'm going to tell people that are watching and looking, I'm the one, and you, you as well, we're the ones to tell people that you may not know when this will enter into your life, but there's a possibility. So read on it. Um, yeah, go to clinics and things about it. Talk to people about it. Um, be more concerned about your parents' elderly state of life. Yes. You know, enjoy them now, but don't think that it's just always going to be great because there just may be a chance that it might not. And hearing these kind of conversations, I wish I heard them. I wish I paid attention to them because then maybe I could have been a better support to my mom to say, mom, are you taking care of your memory? Are you doing this X, Y, and Z? And I wasn't thinking about this stuff. So I couldn't be that support to her. And none of us could because we just didn't think it was going to happen to us. So hopefully someone that's, that's listening or watching this, you know, this Zoom, you're now getting the chance to hear me say, be concerned about your parents' elderly state Absolutely. of health and look into things concerning Alzheimer's, dementia, um, even other diseases that affect their lives um, as, as older people. Not now, because, you know, if they're in their 40s and 50s, they may be good, but think about those 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, and another thing, um, my mom is 82 years old. Um, Alzheimer's patients are known for living very long with the disease. So she could live well into her 90s with this. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that she's still here, even though it is this state. There's a glimpse of her that comes out every now and then. Sometimes she'll call my name and she doesn't know why. Sometimes she'll look at me and say, you look like my sister. You look like my mother. Well, who's your sister? But she doesn't really remember who her sister is. But for a minute, she sees, you know, right. something. And so those little moments, I, I cherish them. You know, I hold on to them. And every time it happens, I just say, thank you, God. She's in there somewhere. Thank you. So um, that's my advice. That, that's what I wish I would have known. I wish I would have paid more attention. And because my dad is in great health, I study him. I look at him. I make sure he's okay. 
ask him questions. I'm like, I don't need your memory going too. Like, not both of y'all. So, you know, like we laugh and we joke about it. Um, but, you know, we've made the best out of the situation and we are, we're her people to see her through this until the end. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, so much for um, being a part of Autumn here. That's this absolutely everything that we, we, um, talk about and what we want about is trying to get people to get more involved with their parents' life as they, they age and about their medical and make sure they're taking their tests and things like that. So I thank you so much for sharing your story. We understand sometimes it's hard for people sharing their stories and reliving it. So I do appreciate that. And, um, you know, and like it can happen to anybody. There is nobody that is off limits. It doesn't matter who you yeah. are come from it doesn't matter and it and it's really a a very devastating disease to the person and to the caregivers so i thank you so much for participating in the show and i really appreciate you taking the time and i wish you well with your mom enjoy her enjoy her you know and i'm glad you get those little glimpses and just Save it a moment, okay? Yeah, and continue prayers and comforts for you because it's just, it's never easy losing a parent. And, you know, so I'm praying for you and your strength. And I think that what you're doing here is wonderful. And I'm happy that I can just add my two cents to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Together we'll reach somebody and we'll be able to help, yes. be able to help somebody. Yes. So thank okay. you. Okay. All right. Have you're a good welcome. Day. All right. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.